Good afternoon, church family. It is a pleasure having you with us this Christmas Eve service. And wherever you are, in your home, maybe with a family member, you might be in your, in your bedroom, you might be out in the living room, you might even be in the car, you might even be watching this late tonight or maybe even Christmas morning. But we are so glad that you've joined us today. And before we talk just briefly about this text that both Lauren and Joseph read about here in the, our service, I have a question for you. Looking back on this year, what has unexpected has happened to you in your life? Think about it. It might be really hard to think of something this year, but what unexpected thing or things has happened to you in your life this year? You know, when I think back, and I was obviously with the pandemic, I would imagine that all of us would say something about the pandemic has happened to us that was extremely unexpected. And I'll never forget, I think it was the very first Sunday, maybe the second Sunday, when we had gone to online worship. And we were still worshiping together. The campus pastors were still together down at the Brentwood campus. And I remember one of them saying, hopefully we'll be back together for Easter, for Resurrection Sunday. And I thought, sure, most definitely we will be. It's like five weeks away. And one of the pastors said, I doubt it. We might not even be back until July. And here we are, Christmas Eve, at the very end of this year of 2020. And what are we doing? We're worshiping online. Something very unexpected. I have a funny story. Many years ago on my son, Sammy, when he was born, we were living in Mexico and we were going to have Sammy up here in the States. And so Christy flew back to the United States about four weeks, five weeks before his due date. Well, about four days later, I got a call in the middle of the night and Christy said, the water's broke. You need to buy a plane ticket. You need to get home. And by God's great grace, I made it 20 minutes before Sammy was born. Now, both he and Christy waited many hours so daddy could get there for the birth. But man, I tell you what, it was unbelievably unexpected. Even though we're expecting Sammy, he came almost a month early. Unexpected. Well, here in this story here in Luke chapter 2, there are many unexpected things that happened. Now, for most of you, we know the story. The angel Gabriel came to Mary, told her that she is going to be pregnant with God's son, that the Holy Spirit would, would overshadow her, and that she would miraculously conceive. He then showed up in a dream to Joseph and told Joseph everything that would happen. Well, nine months later, we find them here in Bethlehem because the emperor of Rome, Caesar Augustus, had declared a decree, a census, where everyone had to go back to their hometown and to register. Now, that was for tax purposes, probably. So Joseph, being from the house of David, one of the great promises of the coming Messiah, went to Bethlehem. He took Mary. Now, she was great with pregnancy. She was getting ready to have her baby. And they show up in Bethlehem. Now, Bethlehem back then was just a tiny little town, maybe three, 400 people. But because everyone was going to their hometown to register, it was packed. Now, they didn't have big hotels like we do today. So there are numerous visitors staying with people, probably extended family members, maybe old family friends, staying in their guest home, not guest house, but in their home, maybe a guest room, maybe in the living room, the kitchen. And in most houses back then, on the first floor is where the animals stayed. The second floor is where the people lived. You know, with Christmas and all the Christmas cards and even movies, we've made the birth of Jesus so cute, so perfect, very clean. Sometimes we find Jesus in this stable or in this barn, maybe even in a cave. But in reality, most likely, he was on the first floor of a house. And there might have been animals, but they weren't these cute little sheep and maybe a little donkey and maybe a nice little cow that was lowing. 
They were stinky. I mean, yucky, ugh, icky. Also, too, we've also made it in many of the, our postcards and many of our Christmas cards. There's Mary, there's Joseph, there's Jesus, and that's it. But I want to suggest to you that the house was already very full of visitors and other people. And here you have this nine-month pregnant woman getting ready to have birth. I asked the question, how many people stepped in to help? I can imagine there might have been dozens of people all around kind of watching the birth, waiting on the birth, seeing what was going to happen. And then the baby's born. And what happens is Lauren read to us. The angels, they announced that the angels showed up to who? The king, the queen, the princes, the high priest, the religious leaders? No, to these shepherds out in the field. And it says that there was a multitude of angels and they sang glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to whom God's favor rests. And the angel told them, he told them that they would go into Bethlehem and they would find a baby lying in a manger. Now, if you read closely to these 20 verses, it says three times, say three, three. Now that's a biblical number. Where else do you see the number three all throughout scripture? But it says it three times that they would know that this baby, which baby it was, it was a baby that was in a manger, lying in a manger. It says it three times in this account. So what does that tell you? There might have been many, many babies lying around in Bethlehem that night. I'm not saying they all were born that day. But think about it. Three times in this passage, you will find a baby lying in a manger. There they found Joseph. They found Mary and the baby Jesus lying in a manger. Now we could go on and on about Jesus being born and put into a manger, a feeding trough. One of the great things about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that he can empathize and sympathize with our weaknesses. Why? Well, because he was born as a human, just like you, just like me. The Bible says that he shared our flesh and blood so that he could sympathize with our weaknesses. He went through every temptation, every trial, just like you and me, but he was sinless. Thus, he became the perfect sacrifice. So after the angels, after they left, after they went back to heaven, what did the shepherds do? How did they respond? They hurried, they obeyed with haste to go find Jesus. And when they got to Bethlehem, there they found Mary, they found Joseph and the baby Jesus. And it says, what did it say? It says, he was lying in the major after seeing them. They reported the message that they were told about this child. You see, it wasn't just Mary and Joseph there. It wasn't just the baby Jesus and a few shepherds. I can imagine there were another dozen people in that house. Maybe there were people standing outside the house. But the shepherds began to share with others what had happened to them out in the fields with all these angels. If you've been paying attention to the Gospel of Luke as we've been going to the past four weeks, this is the fourth time that angels have appeared and that angels have spoken to humans. And it says here in verse 18, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. You see, this is all about Jesus. And I know that as we look back and we reflect on 2020, and we've said this numerous times, all of us, myself included, we're ready for 2021. But I want to encourage you as you reflect back on this year of 2020, how has God spoken to you? How has God worked in your life this year? What has he done? I shared this at the beginning of the pandemic, and I've shared it many times, and I'll continue because I truly believe it's from the Lord. The Lord is shaking the nations, and he's doing so to draw all men and women, all people to the desire of nations, who is Jesus Christ himself. 
And as he shook Bethlehem, as he shook these shepherds, as these angels showed up and as these shepherds hurried with haste, they did not disobey the, the angels, but they obeyed the angels. And they came and they found Jesus and they worshiped him. And then they told everyone all around what had happened. And then it says here in verse 19, but Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. There are so many things that we can pull out of this passage. The first one is this. God in his great sovereignty works in and through the actions and decisions of humans. Using the Roman emperor's census, God was fulfilling prophecies already about Jesus. He was born in Bethlehem, a fulfilled prophecy. He's a Nazarene, a fulfilled prophecy. From the, from the house of David, a fulfilled prophecy. There are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus, and he's fulfilled every last one. God is faithful in what he promises. What he says, he does. Also, Jesus is our great Emmanuel. He is God with us. And because he shares our flesh and blood, he can help you and me in our time of need and in our time of weakness during trials and tribulations. Also, God is worthy to be praised. And so I want to encourage you and myself that let us follow the example of the shepherds and to obey the Lord's voice, to not delay our obedience because delayed obedience is in reality disobedience but may we be quick to obey what the Lord tells us. And finally, let's follow the example of Mary. It says that Mary pondered these things. She treasured them up, up, them up in her heart. And so as we worship the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, as we celebrate him tonight, Noche Buena is what we call it in Spanish, as we celebrate Christmas tomorrow, as we share gifts and maybe eat a whole lot of really good food, as maybe we even grieve, the many losses we've experienced this year. May we ponder and treasure who Jesus is and what his word says, because he is faithful. Terrell's going to lead us in silent night. I want to encourage you right now to please stand and join us as we sing this last song of silent night. And may you ponder and treasure the glorious truth of what Christmas is all about. It's Christ Mass. It's our celebration of our Lord and Savior. Have a Merry Christmas.